Hello everybody, I'm Matt Mikuchi and you are listening to Jazz's Travel. Jazz is online editor Matt Mikuchi here welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz is Travel. This is our weekly podcast series where we explore the significance of jazz and creative music in different parts of the world, its intersection with music traditions of various cultures, and talk with, or about, groundbreaking and innovative artists. Joining us today are drummer Chess Smith and percussionist Danielle Breville. Their new collaboration, Path of Seven Colors, melds elements of Haitian voodoo and contemporary jazz. This 8-track collection is out now on Pyroclastic Records and marks a new project by the We All Break Ensemble, the brainchild of Chess Smith, the origins of which can be traced back to 2013 and that has evolved over the years into a stellar and multicultural octet. Without further ado, fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Here are Chess Smith and Danielle Breville. Chess, Danielle, welcome to Jazz's Travel. It's a real pleasure to have you. Thanks. Thank you so very much. Yeah, glad to be here. Well, I like to begin the podcast with the ultimate icebreaker question, especially for a podcast series that has travel in its title. What part of the world are you guys speaking from right now? Um, I am, I'm in Brooklyn, New York. I am in Virginia. All right. So, and because I feel that question is just super cliche, I also like to follow it up with another super cliche question. If you look outside your windows, what's the weather like? It's uh, sunny here, so getting mu- it, it, muggy. Yeah, It is sunny here too as well. <laughs> I, unbelievable. I, I'm in the west of Ireland. It was grey before we started talking and right now the sun just came out and it seems glorious. It must have something to do with uh, with what's happening right here, right now. And uh, I'm happy about that. <laughs> so, hope, hope so, where do we start? So, I mean, I'm very excited to be speaking with you guys about this new album, Path of Seven Colors. There's so much that I want to ask you and hopefully we'll cover some of it. But before we start talking about this album in particular, I wanted to find out more about you guys, you guys, because, um, uh, for instance, how long have you known each other? And uh, can you tell us a little bit about how your collaboration together uh, began? Yeah, um, we I've known Danielle since I started um, studying with them on the on the the Haitian tambu, you know, the Haitian drum. 
um, in 2009, um, a mutual friend connected us when he was out in New York um, visiting. And um, I, yeah, I started taking lessons with him. And then down the road, he introduced me to Marcus Schwartz, who's also in We All Break in on the record. And from there, um, we we started the band We All Break um, just as a gig. It, I'm not even sure it was called that. Um, we started playing together on music um, kind of like this in, in 2013. 2013, so it was the beginning of We All Break, too. Yeah, yeah, 2013 was, yeah. And it started kind of as, as a way to connect um, m- me trying to learn more about voodoo drumming and, um, music and culture with, um, you know, with the, the jazz scene I play in as well. And I want to talk more about that. Um, uh, and we probably will get to as we, as we go on, but Daniel, I also wanted to find out more about you because I, I, I was reading that you were kind of born into a drumming family, right? But I mean, when I say that, it almost sounds simplistic in the sense that I feel like music for you has always been in your and in your family has always also been connected with spirituality, religion, activism, and and so on. Right? Would that would that be fair to say? Yes, sir. Um, my dad was a master drummer and also a priest, so um, it was in my blood before I even born. So this is all that I've done for the past probably 40 years um, for all of my life. And um, even I've never taught Chess and I would collaborate, um, do a band together when his friend introduced him to me as taking lesson, which is the, the drumming, the drum traditional rhythm. But today, here we are. Um, have a great work who's out there and the air people embrace and we can't wait to see the public how the reaction will be when we um doing it live exactly yeah doing it live is going to be quite a thrill i think but but yeah just going back a little bit because i do feel like part of what what, what we try to do with this series is we we, we try to kind of understand uh, all of these different music traditions from different parts of the world and i would love f- to kind of also, maybe get to introduce uh, some people out there listening to this who are not familiar with uh, Haitian voodoo, what it is, because I feel like it's more than a style of music. It's also, you know, an important part of uh, culture, the cultural and social fabric of, of Haiti, right? Yes, sir. So how would you describe it to someone who's not familiar with it? I, mean, I know it's a difficult question to answer. but uh, It is not. For me, it's not a difficult question. I know voodoo words sometimes is make people afraid of hear the word voodoo but it's not it's not really um what people thought that the voodoo is like once you hear voodoo is you are about to kill someone which is not good the music actually it's um i will prefer to say the traditional who is inside of the voodoo um even it sound like really to pick as a voodoo rhythm they are voodoo rhythm and I'm not gonna deny the words of voodoo. First of all, first, first of all, voodoo itself, it's mean um black and white. So we're not gonna uh, really deny what is voodoo mean to us and for us to just not if for us to afraid to say anything about the voodoo. I grew up in the voodoo. So this is me a give back to 
my ancestors who raised me to make me who I am today. Because without the voodoo or drumming, I will not be in the United States. I have no parents who apply for me to be here. The voodoo drumming brought me to the United States, and I'm very grateful. And now if I can make something for them to see um, the voodoo, it's lighting up, I'll be happy to do it and happy with my work. Now voodoo can be allowed to talk because of this music. So if, right. if someone who's not really into voodoo, once they hear this music, they can tell once you go to a church, you can, um, once you, once you hear, once you go to a today's harmonize inside of the music, and that was part of the, the project that we do bring inside the harmonize when we sounds, we're not going to sound really like it used to be in the ceremony, but it can sound like, like R and B and a church part can be part of it. So everybody it's able, it's available for everyone, not just for voodoo people, but just take the voodoo words out of the, their mind. This is a music that for everyone in general in the world can listen and not have to have any issues with, oh, I'm a Christian, I can't listen to that. Because there is a messages inside of this music, which was important because when I was inspired to do certain songs, it's because what was happening in the world. Why um, people preaching out hate was something good to do to each other. And one of the songs, which is Muleli Pumwen, then I, I brought it up is when, when I was thinking about when they kill the guy by put knees on his neck and uh, he died from that on the nineteen second. So I was like, whoa, man, how can I come with a something, not have to preach violence, but bring something as a words of love and the music of love as well. And honored the queen of the Congo then bring up the, 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 the rhythm or the, the, the songs of Uleli Puma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I should add, um, yeah, Danielle is really, I've just noticed about him, he comes from such a s- strong traditional base, but is always looking to push forward and get involved with, you know, this, the situation around him and bring, bring his background to that. Cause he's, Correct. it's just where he comes from. It's, you know, he doesn't, whereas I'm st- studying that sort of background, you know, he's coming for it so he can sort of bring us along with him, I would say. Taking up my people in Haiti, overseas, mm-hmm. why the street is black. Mm-hmm. Black people can't go nowhere. And around that time, my mother-in-law was very sick. And I really, really, really want to go to see her. It's because it's been a long time, like five years, I haven't been back to Haiti because of the situation. And now I'm asking, please unblock the street so people can go. Because I want to go to Haiti to see my mother. But she's ended up passed away since I still didn't have a chance to go back to Haiti. Because when she passed away, the country was locked up because of the virus pandemic thing. No airline fly to Haiti. And she ended up buried without my presence. Still hard. It hurts me because I need to go back, even if I can go to her grave, just to honor her. Because she was a great woman for me. You know, in a way, it, it almost sounds like the music is there for everyone to, to experience. But in a very real way, then, it's a lot harder to actually travel to Haiti. I mean, what you're saying right now. It's almost like uh, the two things are, are connected in some way. This block, but also this 
energy that's spread out yeah. into the entire world. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. Because yeah, it is. It's a. It's a very. Yeah, it's, it's a hard time to go to Haiti now. You know, for for anyone, people I know that you know Haitians that I know as well as you know, I always want to go back to you know keep going back to study the drumming and things like that. And people that I I trust are telling me not to go right now. Well, Chess, actually, how did you become interested in uh, Haitian voodoo then yourself? I read that dance was also involved in there. Yeah, it, yeah, I was hired actually at um, a place I went to school to hire, to accompany a, a, a Haitian dance class. And I, you know, it was 2000, I think it was 2000, year, the year 2000. And I couldn't find, I was trying to just be able to do my job, which is accompany the, the rhythms. And I couldn't. I really went to record stores and everything. It was before YouTube and before I really knew anybody. And um, I was trying to find information on the rhythms and I couldn't really except for one cassette tape, which which was sort of way over my head. It was really, you know, blazing fast and complicated parts and all the stuff. Um, so I went to ask the teacher and she said, um, just come see these these other people. For now, you can play a, uh, just any 4-4 four, four rhythm or any 6-8 rhythm, depending on what I need. And, and in the meantime, you can come talk to these other people in San Francisco that will show you things. And those are the people that eventually introduced me to Danielle and, and some other teachers in New York as well. Was it easier in a way back then to kind of uh, make those discoveries and really make them your own than it is now, do you find? That's a tough question because, I, I mean, I in a similar way, I got into other black musics, you know, um, like jazz, free jazz, you know, like I was really working in bebop for a long time before I came out to New York. And, um, but on the same time, at the same time playing freely improvised music. And I think, I think, you know, the bebop thing because of the, the young lion thing and all the press around it in the late eighties and nineties, um, was, that wasn't as difficult. Um, but I, I benefited from all that attention because I could find, things to check out and get instruction and things like that. Um, but, you know, the free jazz thing or the 60s energy music was a little more difficult. So I, I think I was attracted to that. You know, I think in some way I am attracted to that to try to make it my own because it's not available everywhere. Or, you know, there's not, it's, there's not an oversaturation. It's not it's difficult to find out about. And I really had to work at it. Um, so in that sense, um, yeah, I'm not sure it's it's you know it's 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 just hard to say. Each generation has it. It's easier in some ways and harder in other ways. You know, to find to find meaning in something is always a, a challenge and it's either it's something in your gut, I feel like. You know, you either find that meaning or or you don't. You're either interested in pursuing that meaning or you're not, you know, and about whatever, you know, about whatever subject, you know. Yeah, so I I I, I don't know. I can't say it was it was yeah, in a way it was it was harder because um you know I just couldn't find information till but I did have to find a teacher and get close with that teacher such as Danielle being the primary one for me I would say and so in that way you have to build the relationship so that does that gives you a lot of meaning you know right off the bat for sure
The song you are hearing just now is titled Here's the Light from Path of Seven Colors. The extensive liner notes included in the album's physical edition point out that this Danielle Breville song speaks of how the spirit can give strength to exceed the expectation of others. In a moment, Breville will speak with us about the importance of the lyrics and vocal parts of this album. So let's return to our conversation with Chess Smith and Danielle Breville. The way I understand it also, I mean, you mentioned earlier that We All Break was born in 2013, but it has evolved and uh, now on Path of Seven Colors, it's an octet. Mm-hmm. And so that really marks a significant evolution for the group, right? Just the fact that it has expanded yeah. uh, to this format. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it started as a um, as a four-piece. And part of it was I just wanted to do something different, you know, for this the, the second record. We made the, you know, the, the 2015 quartet record is included in the set of, you know, on if you buy the CD version at least. And, um, you know, and... Part of that was I wanted to expand the writing for more um, instrumental voices, but then Danielle was really pushing the vocal direction as well as far as where to put, how to arrange the songs and adding adding another singer. And um, yeah, I, Danielle was really, really wanted to make sure it, it um, went to another level on in that regard. And actually, I was hoping he could talk about that a little bit with the vocals and things like that. Yeah, that would be great, Daniel, because actually I was going to talk about, uh, I, I was going to ask you about this. I feel like the vocals and the voice, uh, they're really important in this music. Yes. Um, when I got the invitation from him to do a, a collaboration, like I didn't know if in his mind he, was to t- he, he wants to take this project and another level, not the same as 2015, but uh-huh. for myself. I already put in my mind, it is not going to be the same. We use in 2015, we kind of arrange, rearrange and do music who have been used in the temple or like traditional um, ceremony. But now I inspired to bring my horn, use my hands and think about the situation here and as well in Haiti, and to bring up something. I'm not too inside of the politics, but as well, I want people to hear my voice. And I use that opportunity. And I thank just from my heart for invite me into this and for, for people to hear my voice. And I said, okay, so now doing my jobs, when something, is, it seemed like the spirits were talking to me. When things just came in my mind, I pull up my phone while I'm driving and just get it from them in the air and record myself part by part, little by little, day by day until that I complete and see my thought is about to be real and to become true. I don't know. That's the reason 
we, um, when I talked to Chess and I said, okay, um, they sent me all the chords. It was Chess is amazing by writing the chords. It's, it's, it's the chief. So I, I want to give him the whole credit even he put me into this, this collaboration. But as well, once we put the voice, we want to bring something different. And that's why the love that we put in it, the, 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 the support of the spirit wants, who see my heart wants to acknowledge them. And as I represent them, they're part of this work to make it this way today. Danielle, do you feel like when you make music, it's something closer to a process of creation or a process of discovery? I believe it's the process of creation. It's okay. because the way that I create um, as a song, um, when, I, when I wrote the song, it, it's the things that I want to create some of the things who wasn't really uh, being around too much and to come up with something different. Yes, you agree? Yeah. Um, you want to add anything? I, I, yeah, I do agree. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, I, I just want to add that, that I was coming from a place of studying the tradition again, you know, back to touch on what I said earlier. And, um, and then Danielle is like, he sent me songs and I was like, where did you get these songs? And he's like, I wrote them. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, and that never crossed my mind that we would go in that direction. And I was like, okay, great. Well, well, this is good. You know, this is really great music going in a, let's, I'll, I'll set to work arranging these or finding where these are going to go in the composition. And it's just a, you know, I'm not, I wasn't trying to, my mind was focused on the traditional songs because that's what I'm studying because I'm trying to learn, you know, I play ceremonies in New York and things, and even I, I've played a little in Haiti and, and I'm, I need to know about that to note, to do my job as a drummer, I need to know what's going on, which spirit is coming, which songs are coming and things like that. So when I was so focused on that, that I just assume we would use all that, but Daniel's just coming. He's from that. He's, he's just going to create, you know, something new and he's, he's driven to do that. He, he really, you know, he can't help it. That's where that he's going to push. And that's, that's, you know, pushing me even further and also surprising me. Yeah. I mean, I do feel like this is the type of project that, you know, I like to talk about with this series, because I mean, to me, it feels like it really, truly represents a meeting of cultures, this project does. I don't know whether it was intentional. I feel like it wasn't that intentional. It just happened very naturally. And that's, I think, the the, the great thing about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I it, it was intentional in some ways. Like, I knew I had to get Matt Mitchell... Nick and Miguel, I had to get them information where they could know what the lead drummers were doing and how the songs worked and all this, all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, Matt's been working on that with me since 2013, since we started practicing the music, like he had to respond to all the drum cues, you know, when respond to all the breaks, things like that. And then Miguel was already interested in that he had he had come over and we had talked about the voodoo drumming and the structure of it. And then, um, and Nick, Nick really went in, Nick Dunstan, the bass player. He, he got together with me and started really listening to traditional music and things like that. So in that way, it was, it was almost introducing that to those guys so they could, so we could all talk the same, la same language to same whatever language, degree. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, rehearsal and rec- uh, recording for this album actually took place in February 2020, I believe. Is that right? It did. It yeah. Is right. I mean, considering the things that happened later, you know, crazy. But yeah. but I did read a ses- statement, uh, Chess, and maybe this ties into something that we you you mentioned there. You guys mentioned there that you uh, described the session as almost being accom- accompanied by an almost uncanny feeling the whole time, and I did wonder what that meant. Yeah, what I meant by that, and I was being a little cagey, um, but what I meant by that, at the time I wrote that, I had just been, I just um, transcribed with Marcus Schwartz's help um, a whole interview Marcus did with Danielle about the meaning of the songs, about the song lyrics primarily. That's what the interview was about. And um, and we didn't realize, it just got really, the interview was amazing. You know, it was in Creole, so it took me a long time. My Creole is not great. I had to work on transcribing it into English uh, to because I was, I was going to use parts of it in the liner notes, which I did. And, um, um, and it, you know, if you read a, about each song, it, it's in that, the package. Um, if you don't have it, I can send it to you. But um, there's, you know, Danielle is talking about things from his background and it's a lot of spiritual stuff. And then later, and even today he talked about reaching, you know, reaching to the ancestors and reaching to the spirit, you know, passing things on to him to, to put into the music. And I, um, I mean, everyone, part of it was everyone was just seemed really inspired to be there and, you know, psyched for lack of a better word. But um, another thing I just, you know, I remember Daniel, he, he stayed with me the last night after the session before he flew back to San Francisco where he was living at the time or Oakland. And um, yeah, and he was, he was kind of sitting there silently, just sort of with a, almost a glow, you know, and then he was like, we did, you know, we did good work, you know? And uh, I just felt like that, that feeling, I, I suspect it had something to do with how, uh, you know, how Daniel dipped into the spirit. So that's what I was referring to, referring to in that statement. It was more a bit of speculation, you know, on my part. I know that there, yeah, I mean, I, to, to really get in deep to this music uh, and to help kind of listeners get a feeling of what these songs mean, I understand that the deluxe packaging comes not only with the 2015 album that you mentioned mm-hmm. but also among other things with two extensive booklets that yeah. where people can actually get an idea of what each track means which i think is is great i love it i sometimes wonder why more albums don't do that especially for creative music such as jazz and other forms of creative music i i, I wish there was something like that so that's amazing there's also a film that people can look up, right? Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's at, it's at my website chessmith.com or it's at pyroclasticrecords.com, I think it is. It's that's the label. It's in both places. Um yeah, it's a 50-minute film that this woman Mimi Shakarova um she came to shoot and she was shooting herself and made this. I mean, it's impressive when you see it that she made that herself because it's yes. there's all these camera angles going on. You're like, how did she do this, you know? Yeah. It's great documentation too to have and uh, to kind of be able to watch then again. Yeah. All right. So unfortunately, we we will we're almost going to have to wrap this up. But uh, uh, like I said, anyone looking to get into really uh, the music and finding out more about each of the tracks, these booklets exist. But I do want to find out more. And I know we've been going all over the place in this interview, but there's so much that I want to talk. I wanted to ask you and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, going back to kind of the the, the title path of seven colors is there a meaning behind this is there is there a driving theme to that that it sort of refers to 
Yeah, um, I it, it came from a quote I read, and and there's a it, the title, the track "Path of Seven Colors" was written. You know, that was titled first, and that was in the repertoire before we even made this record. But and then I expanded that to for the bigger band. But um, for me, it was. From my understanding, um, Aida Wedo, who is a, a spirit, has always been associated with the rainbow. And they call that, you know, and this this writer called this Haitian writer had called that the path of seven colors. And um, I just like that that image and that thought. And then um, then the rainbow connected also with something um, Danielle mentioned, too, about the Minocon. Uh, if you could talk a, a second about that, Danielle. Yeah, it's because the Minocon, it's it's we acknowledge all the spirits who has their horn covers. So once you see um, the Minokan, you're gonna see everybody part of this is not just one part of the spirit, everyone included. So once we acknowledge the family of Petro, the family of Rava, the family of Congo, the family of Gita, everybody's part of this work and nobody will get jobs. Because sometimes when you see um, um, as I have experienced in my past that when I was growing up, um, I saw um, a twin snake under my bed. When I try to walk away to run away, my dad said, where are you going? Do not hate them and just relax. But I was so afraid to see that. Then my dad just picked them up and go to the backyard and let them go. So I realized there's a relationship between me and specifically with, specifically with the spirit of Dumbala because when Chess mentioned this project, he mentioned his focus was on the Dumbala spirit. So this is the first inspired of the song for me to come up with something, acknowledge the spirit of Dumbala with not using anybody else's song, but come up with a something on my horn and hear them talking to me. I got your your response. I got your question or I'm going to answer you. Then they start talking to me by in the air and then put my notes down and come up with the, the songs for the, the, the songs of Dambala. And um, as we can, I, I wasn't able to make a difference if it was too female or if it was too male because it's just um, a two head of a snake then um, my dad just picked them up and it, it was right for Chess to come up with the seventh of color and for the part of the Minokan as the voodoo words, part of the all colors together and then acknowledge all the spirits. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, I should add too that Dambala and Aida are, they're considered a couple. Yeah. Um, wife, wife and, and, and husband. Yeah. Yeah. So you could, you can kind of, the rainbow sort of apply for me applies to, all that, but specifically Aida, but, um, you know, Dambala is, you can't talk about Aida without Dambala as well. That's, that's, that's beautiful. I mean, <laughs> honestly, just speaking with you guys makes me want to kind of like, you know, look up more stuff about it. And that's, that's great. It's uh, it's amazing, you know? Nice. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But guys, we're, uh, we're going to have to wrap it up, but it has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thanks very much for joining us. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank man. you so much for having us.
I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Chess Smith and Danielle Breville about We All Break's new album, Path of Seven Colors, out now on Pyroclastic Records. And I hope you will join me again next week for more globe-charting conversations about jazz, creative music, and multicultural projects. Till then, I encourage you to check out jazzis.com, our regularly updated website with lots of great content on jazz and related musics, including new music roundups, interviews, reviews, news, and all kinds of features. And of course, you get even more when you subscribe. Till the next time, this is Matt Mikuchi signing off. See you soon. <laughs>